Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of the SSE Forum podcast called White Hats. This podcast is going to be all about Black Cat uh, 2023, mine and John's experiences there. Um, but I guess, John, bef- before we get into it, we're a little bit delayed at releasing this. We usually release them pretty soon after Black Cat, but I know you've been on vacation. I know a little bit about what you've been up to. You sent me food pictures, and I always get a little bit jealous and a little bit envious of some of them, at least. Um, but tell our listeners, what were you up to? What did you do? Yeah, so I took a little bit of a history tour and uh, went to the East Coast, uh, was in uh, Maine, uh, a town called Castine, and uh, then we did some traveling over to Boston. Uh, The central theme was really um, the American Revolution. So uh, in uh, in Boston, obviously, sorry, sorry, Jay, we we threw some tea into the harbor and uh, celebrated our freedom and and breaking away from uh, the king and uh, you know no uh, taxation without representation. So did the Freedom Trail. Um, it was a great experience. Ate lots of lobster. And then uh, in Castine, I've got some relatives. Uh, the, the thing about Castine, if you uh, are in the main area, uh, this is not well known in American history, uh, but there happened to be a major naval battle there where, um, fortunately for you or unfortunately for you, uh, Jay, your, your side won and uh, it was the biggest, largest naval defeat until Pearl Harbor. Uh, this is not something that is represented in the um history books in the United States. It was something I did not know about, uh, but learned pretty quickly. So uh, yeah, so it was, it was a great experience. Uh, we had lots of, lots of fun and uh, exploring Maine, exploring Boston, exploring the history. And yes, I did throw some tea into the harbor. <laughs> so I was lucky enough to visit Boston a few years ago. The company I was working for acquired a company just outside Boston in a place called Hudson. Um, and we we got stuck there during the kind of integration for a weekend and we went to visit Salem and then we went mm-hmm. further up and we went up to, I believe it was Portland um, and we got lobster rolls. And, and, and you know that I'm not a massive seafood lover, um, but it was very, very good. Um, so we stopped on the way up. We saw a couple of um, lighthouses, which was quite cool. It was a relatively nice day. But I've also done the trail around Boston, um, kind of the tea party trail. Um, but I did it in January uh, and it was particularly cold. Um, but let's talk about Black Cat, I guess, for a while, because it wasn't cold there, um, but it wasn't cold by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I guess what what are your what did you feel? What are your like your key takeaways? Uh, this is the fourth time I've been to Black Cat. I know you've been several times, but what was your takeaways for this year? Uh, it seemed to be like uh, the big conferences are returning. So uh, the crowds were packed uh, as you moved o- around the hallways. Lots of people. It was like, you know, swimming upstream as a salmon uh, if you were going in the wrong direction. So, you know, that's great. Lots of people, lots of energy. Uh, the show floor full of uh, the usual and customary, lots of zero trust, lots of AI. Um, my focus primarily, obviously, on my. Uh, on my job that uh, you know I get paid for, so uh, supporting Access Security and HPE Aruba uh, were kind of the the main the main objectives there. But uh, I did spend a lot of time in the um, the startup area. Everyone knows that that is a passion for me, and and I enjoy learning about new companies, what problems they're looking to solve. Uh, there were a few that were very interesting. Um, the one I think I, I I'm not going to name the name of the company, but uh, there was one that was. Um, 
pretty much doing a third party analysis. So if you're a software developer, uh, a lot of times you're uh, leveraging third parties to uh, integrate that software. And they were doing um, not only reputation scores on those third parties, but also analyzing their code to see if there were any um, challenges with their code that could be repaired. Uh, it was very interesting. They're leveraging AI and uh, they had a chat bot, which is something I always love. So even if you did find a, a challenge within the code, um, you could leverage this chat bot and it would help you through uh, reprogramming that that code to make it right. So um, lots of excitement. And, uh, you know, there's always the people that you meet, the people that you know that you run into. And we ran into a few of those folks. Yeah, I mean, that. I, I'm obviously quite geeky, as we all know. And I mean, I, I like looking around at kind of the, the normal players, but equally, I like being in the startup area as well. And and I think for me, it's funny. I was explaining to my mum what I was doing in Vegas because she's like, why are you going to Vegas? And I'm like, it's one of the only places that can host that number of people in, in that kind of area. I mean, we have events in London. But if you've ever been to London XL, you know it's kind of on the outskirts. There's no accommodation, really. People are spread all over the city. The good thing about Vegas is because there are a large number of kind of after parties and pre-parties and lunches and events, and, and there's, what, 30,000 people, 40,000 people coming in, you can host everyone. Obviously, we'll talk a bit about food at the end, but you took me to an amazing dinner, and I thank you for that. Um, but also, I think one of the key takeaways for me is getting to meet people that we've had on the podcast or we've seen online and it's getting a bit of a, a habit now and a good habit i mean we we went to black cat last year we met a bunch of people we went to rsa we met almost the same people again and we did the same this year and, and the, we added a few others we met kevin that we've never met before um but building those relationships i think for me are i'm very much a people person and i like to actually be able to sit and have a cup of coffee and have a conversation and get to know someone personally and understand what motivates them and what interests them. And, and therefore, as much as the technology is fascinating, being able to actually have an hour conversation that might not just be like an agendaed meeting that you get on a Zoom or a, or a Teams and you just kind of go through your agenda, being able to change that agenda. And, and also, if you, I mean, we met a number of people several times. So I could have a conversation with them. They might kind of say something that interests me. I'll go away and think about it overnight and I can go back and ask them. And that's, I was interviewed by by somebody whilst I was there for a live um, interview, which will come out soon. And they asked me, what would be your key takeaway for anybody that comes to Black Cat? And I said, for me, it depends on what level you are in an organization. If you're new and trying to get into cyber, Go around, suck up the atmosphere, go to events, talk to people, meet people, anyone you know, social media, get to interact with them. But when I was in my old kind of job and I was walking around trying to understand the technology and where we were going to go, what my strategy was going to be, how I was going to use all of these technologies to help the business, it was great to be able to go to a booth, get a demo, speak to a technical team, get told information, and then take that to another booth and a competitor asked them the same questions. They would give me new information that I could then go back to the other booth and do the same. That process would take weeks or months if there were calls that you had to organize. So I thought that was great. Um, I guess question for you is, if, if, if you were a CISO going to Black Cat, 
what would you want to do? What would be your recommendations? Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> I, I think a lot of it is um, meeting with people, meeting with vendors. Uh, if you're a CISO or somebody in a leadership position, whether that's an infrastructure or any sort of high level IT, um, I think the most important thing is to make a short list of vendors you want to speak with, uh, gain that one on one time with them so you can get uh, the updates on their roadmap, uh, meet particular people within the organization. Uh, that was something I leveraged many times, um, you know, when I went to. VMworld or you know, Palo Alto Ignite or, you know, similar Cisco conferences. Um, it was always about meeting people, getting, you know, uh, my face in front of them, uh, my company's name in front of them, uh, creating that that relationship. So if I needed to uh, request something down the road, um, I was always able to do that. So one-on-one -on -one meetings with vendors that, you know, either you're working with or um, our prospective vendors is 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 critical. Uh, then on top of that is is meeting with your peers. So if you know somebody within your industry, your vertical, um, or you don't know them uh, and you have an opportunity to meet up with them, uh, that is also recommended because your problems are very similar to theirs. Um, and it's uh, you know as long as you're not in direct competition and you're not sharing uh, confidential information or information that uh, gives you you know competitive advantage over them, uh, it's very valuable to to do those exchanges uh, to you know learn how they're trying to solve their challenges. So that's number two. Number three is um, going to some of the sessions. There's always valuable sessions at these conferences. Uh, they vary. If you go to RSA, they're probably, if you're a CISO role, a much more um, applicable. Uh, Black Hat tends to be more technical. Um, so, you know, there's that. There was also some um, opportunities to meet with some of the governmental uh, folks. Uh, CISA was there out in force. So, you know, meeting with those folks and, and getting, again, your face in front of them and uh, making some awareness there is always possible since we're seeing more and more uh, governmental uh, push into the industry with cyber. Uh, so there's that. And then finally, uh, some of the after parties are always amazing. So after a, a long day walking the floor and meeting with people, um, you always need that, uh, that that reason to decompress. So finding a good party with some good music, good band, good drinks, good food, um, that's another thing that I would uh, strongly recommend. And you definitely need a comfortable pair of shoes. Yeah, there's that too. And <laughs> I uh, made the mistake of not wearing the comfortable shoes on day one and then was paying for it for the rest of the day. And then uh, then after that, going to Boston, I think I'm still sore from all the walking I've done over the past two weeks. Yeah, I mean, I, I wore some walking shoes, which is not the best necessarily, or look the most professional, but it definitely hurts, uh, saves my feet. Um, one of the things I was, I, I was asked quite a lot whilst I was... Um, whilst I was walking around, I got stopped by people or if I was standing on the booth or on separate meetings was about the SSE market in general. And obviously there's news in the market about Microsoft entering the SSE realm. There was also an announcement that Checkpoint have acquired Perimeter 81. Um, for, for me, this really validates the market. I mean, it talks about the move to the market and how how people are kind of taking these things on board because it's all right that we get all these acronyms and all these buzzwords and some of them come along and some of them then disappear. I mean, the cloud for quite a while didn't seem to be getting any traction. It only really took off kind of just around the pandemic time and then the pandemic accelerated it. 
SSC seems to be, I mean, it's relatively new. Gartner only really coined the, coined the term in, in 2021, but we're now in 2023 and it's definitely on the tip of everyone's tongue. What do you think about kind of this consolidation in the market and all these, like somebody as big as Microsoft that isn't necessarily renowned as a security vendor kind of entering that market? What do you think? I think it validates the marketplace. Um, I, it depends on where, what numbers you use. Uh, the total addressable market or TAM for SSE can be anywhere from 20 billion all the way up to, I've seen 80 billion. Um, and, you know, the analysts have also called this out that this is a, a change uh, that is very much like in 2010 when, you know, cloud entered the conversation uh, and, you know, people started moving their applications. They finally got comfortable moving their applications out to AWS and Azure and, and so on and so forth. That had a huge impact on um, the whole, you know, ecosystem around the on-prem or private data center. Uh, and I think we're seeing that same thing happen in networking and security. Um, anyone that knows me or heard me talk, uh, networking and security goes all the way back to the 90s. I mean, the technologies we're using today, firewalls, um, remote access VPNs, IPsec VPNs, um, wide area network technology, so on and so forth, all harken back to the early 90s. And uh, a lot of those technologies came about during that period of time. You know, we did see software-defined networking in the 2010s that was really addressing the needs of, of uh, how do we address cloud and on-prem? How do we bring them together? That was in the form of, of software-defined uh, WAN. Um, but now, you know, we need to address the security side of things because applications, data, um, all the things that are valuable to a company have moved outside the, the massive corporate uh, firewalls and now exist in every corner of the globe. How do you address that? You have to get in line. You have to have visibility. And uh, that's really what SSE does. So, um, yeah, things are going to change. And, and uh, that's the reason why you're seeing a Microsoft uh, dive in. That's the reason why you saw Palo Alto buy a Cloudgenics. That's the reason you saw Aruba buy both Axis and um, Silverpeak and so on and so forth. And you mentioned Perimeter 81. Yes, again, another firewall vendor that had a kind of a lukewarm um, response to SSE went out and bought uh, Perimeter 81 and that's Checkpoint uh, to you know solidify their area. Everyone's making the move into the marketplace. And then again, last week you saw the single vendor Magic Quadrant come out uh, by Gartner and uh, similarly Forrester released their uh, Zero Trust uh, Edge Wave. Uh, the market's moving in this direction and we're going to see probably some more consolidation happen. And also, you know, some some aspects of some of these major companies making some changes. Uh, you know, the big question is, does Zscaler finally jump into SD-WAN or do they kind of remain where they're at? Um, you know, there's other vendors out there that are on the magic quadrant that could get gobbled up as well. So we're going to see some major changes. But I think the other piece that's missing is there's a lot of misconceptions around SASE, around SSE. Um, the market is very young. Uh, it's been dominated by analysts and um, architecture coming from companies. And I think there's an opportunity to start to break some of this down and and provide some feedback from the field, uh, provide really, you know, where are these technologies going and how should you be thinking about them? Is ZTNA just a remote access technology? 
I would argue it's not. It's really um, a methodology and a technology to deliver applications. It's much larger than just replacing your uh, remote access VPNs. So um, I think there's an opportunity there, Jay, for uh, someone to come along and, and, and have some conversations and kind of start to break down what SSE is, what SASE is, and how you should be thinking about these technologies. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that I, I, I mean, I was asked, I say many times when I was at Black Cat was, how does SSE fit in with SASE? How does SD-WAN fit in? Where are they in regards to zero trust? How do they fit in with ZTNA? And people use ZT and ZTNA as the same thing when actually they're different. They also mix up SASE and SSE. Um, so, I mean, for our listeners and our, and our viewers, keep your eyes and ears open. We're either going to do a kind of a LinkedIn live, maybe. I just kind of thought of that off the cuff. Um, or we'll release a special edition podcast. And really, it's going to be about breaking down kind of SASE. How does it fit? What is SSE? What is SD-WAN? How do they fit around ZTNA? And how do they fit around Zero Trust? There's a lot of noise in the industry about all these terms and what they are. And there's definitely... Uh, an upbeat and an uptake in the market for people to to move towards deploying them but there is still that confusion around what are they what are they doing and how can they help um so we, we will definitely do do a like i said a linkedin live or, or a podcast around that but really about the business benefits so we'll break down what the technologies are and we'll talk about the business benefits we don't want to do it now um, but we will do it up and coming um John, anything you want to mention more about Black Cap before we pivot onto a little bit about food? No, I'm. I think uh, we've covered it. Uh, enjoyed meeting with Kevin. Enjoyed meeting with uh, Josh Copeland, uh, Chris Demby White, uh, a bunch of other people out there. Um, again, you know, for me, every time I go to these conferences, uh, that crowd of people just is, gets larger and, and it's more enjoyable uh, because of the conversations, the interactions, not only over technology, um, but the people side. And then, of course, we'll get into it, the food side. Yeah, I mean, I had the luxury of meeting Kevin and it, it, we, we've had him on the podcast. We'll get him on again soon. He was great in person. We had pizza. Obviously, there was no pineapple in sight, which was good. Um, you tasted the pizza actually afterwards, and I think you liked it, even though it was vacant of pineapple. Um, but yeah, we met, like you said, Josh Copeland, Chris Denby White, Rick Holland, a few other people. Um, I quite like visiting the US because there are a number of things in the US that I can eat that we don't really get here in the UK. And I love a US breakfast. I love like your hash browns. Um, I'm not a fan of waffles because I don't like sweet and savory on the same plate. I'm quite fussy. Um, but you did take me to a restaurant of, of one of your favorites and maybe tell our listeners a little bit about it. Yeah, so China Poblano, uh, it's been a place I've been visiting probably since 2013. Uh, it's located in the Cosmopolitan Hotel, which is right on the Vegas Strip. Um, it is a uh, Jose Andres uh, restaurant. Uh, he brought it together. And essentially what it does is it brings together Mexican and Chinese uh, and the, the key word is and it's not fusion. Uh, so the menu is is full of Mexican food and Chinese food, and it brings it together in a very elegant way. So uh, if you're out there and you're visiting Vegas, uh, this is a place I've been visiting primarily since 2013. And how I stumbled upon it, I was there for a conference. Um, it was a Palo Alto conference and uh, it happened to be in the Cosmopolitan and, and I arrived early, was hungry and was just walking down um, the restaurant hall there. And I saw this restaurant, I'm like, huh, this is interesting. 
and went in there, sat down at the counter, um, asked the the gentleman there who was serving people. I said, so what should I have? And he's like, you should have a taco and you should have these Dan Dan noodles. Great. Um, incredible meal. It was love at first sight. Uh, and I've been going back there ever since, uh, mostly with groups. And um, the the way I generally do it is I just do the, there's something called, I believe it's the chef's tour where you don't have to think they just bring you food uh, and it's all amazingly prepared food. And um, you sit down there for an hour, hour and a half. Uh, if you, you do it right, you bring a group of people, you have a great conversation, you share the food. Um, and um, that's that's the way I've been doing it. And I've been doing it you know, for, for a while now, uh, done it with big groups, small groups, um, people that I really enjoy talking with. And uh, yeah, it was another great meal at Black Hat. To be honest, it, it, the food was amazing, but so was the group of people we were around. So that's what I like. I like getting together in those eight to 10 people groups. I, I guess the thing that I was most happy about with Black Cat was I managed to go three or four days without you sending pineapple on pizza to my room. Um, I actually told the hotel um, to change my room so that you couldn't figure out what room I was in so that you couldn't send it. So I'm glad to have got through Black Cat without that happening. I am quite nervous about coming to your neck of the woods in Seattle in September. Um, I'm sure it's going to happen then. I'm sure I'm not going to be able to avoid it, um, but we'll play it by ear. Well, you know that there will be some people there that will uh, want to get pineapple on pizza and get a photo <laughs> with you. So uh, I was tempted to call Little Caesars and they have Little Caesars now has a deal where you can get uh, pineapple pizza along with uh, this is kind of hard to find pineapple Pepsi. And uh, I was I was tempted to do like uh, Uber Eats or or Grubhub and just drop it at your door. Um, but I just ran out of time. So um, otherwise, I, I probably would have done that. But uh, maybe something will show up at your door or you know, <laughs> show up in front of you when you're at September or another event and just kind of randomly happen. No, I, I think it's great. And I think we'll wrap up this podcast now. I just want to close with a few things we're going to be doing. So we're going to kick off um, releasing our podcast again. This is going to be a special edition. This will come out first. So if you're listening to this, keep an eye out. More podcasts coming. Um, we've got more guests coming on. We've got some old guests coming on that have been on before. We'll do some special editions. We'll do that kind of sassy SSC Zero Trust Breakdown special edition. Um we're more than happy for people to reach out to us. We, we'd love to have more guests on. We've got, like I said, a few new people coming on. We're really interested in where the market's going at the moment. As we talked about consolidation, more acquisitions, Microsoft entering the market. It's a really fun place to be. But equally, we, we wouldn't be where we are today without all of our listeners and our viewers. So again, we thank you for that. And, and thank you for listening. So Jay, where, um, where can people find you in the next uh, month or two? Oh, wow. So I'm doing a number of events. I'm doing some stuff for our employer, for Aruba. I'm doing some atmosphere events. So I'm going to be in um, Stockholm at the first week of September. And then I'm going to be with you in Seattle for the Cloud Security Alliance September event. Um, so we're going to be talking there. And then I'm back. And then I'm going to be in Finland for another atmosphere event. And then I'm in Belgium for an atmosphere event. And then I'll be in London for a Gartner uh, CIO event. And then I'm going to be over in Germany for ITSA. Um, so I'll be around quite a lot wearing both my SSE forum hat and my normal day job hat. So if anybody wants to reach out, feel free to do that. 
And I know, John, you're on the road a lot as well. So where are you going to be? Yeah, so I'll be in Nashville um, twice. So uh, Music City, uh, once for a Gartner event and then another one for uh, the uh, our, our employers events, uh, the ATM uh, road shows. And uh, then it's a number of, of different road shows and, and those sorts of things. So uh, Seattle, uh, perhaps Kansas City. Um, and then um, I'll, I'll be hopefully going back to a place I enjoy, Atlanta. Uh, and then maybe again, Nashville, who knows? Uh, and then, uh, you know, we, we started off with uh, Boston as as that freedom city. Um, in November, I get to go to Philadelphia. So another cradle of freedom there, Jay. And I'm sure we're going to be talking about Philly cheesesteaks. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about a number of things. It's definitely exciting times and busy times. So it's going to be busy time. Sounds good. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this discussion, please give The Edge a like and a follow on your favorite podcast service. And also connect with the SSC Forum on LinkedIn. Get all the latest updates and news on the phenom known as the Security Service Edge. Edge.